What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode of From My Mom's Garage Home Theater Edition, where we take a movie or TV show, throw it back to you, full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and a review at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello, my movie goers. How's it going this week? Great. All right. Great. So today we're diving into a Apple TV exclusive movie called The Swan Song. Yes. Um... All right, I'm just trying to put myself together, just kind of stop watching it, just finish watching it right now. So it's a very impactful movie, but let me gonna give you the details if you're not aware, but if you listen to this, you better be aware. <laughs> uh, it's about a, it's, oh, sorry. It's got, um. Mashar Ali. Mashar Ali. I'm sorry, I just, I feel like I was going to butcher his name. Um, So he's basically this loving, devoted father and husband who finds out that he has a terminal illness and he is able he's able to find out that there is a service um that can basically clone him mm-hmm. and that clone would be exactly him and would be able to take over his life so his family doesn't even know he ever passed away yeah, the only thing they think they eliminate is the illness yeah they eliminate the illness for the body but the memories are all the same the body from, from birth to 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 the day of correct the so. he completely becomes active so yeah, this was a definitely very impactful movie just because it kind of puts a lot of things into question in regards to, you know, our own mortality about death, everything. So I'm just going to go through the process of it. I mean, <laughs> the in the first part of the movie, the first scene of the movie, I absolutely loved. I like scenes in movies where it's not really anything like it's just two people interacting. Yeah. And uh, I had started with a beautiful scene where he meets his uh, future wife for the first time and they're just sitting across from each other. Don't say a word, kind of stealing glances at each other. And um, he had previously bought before she sat down, he had bought a candy bar and she started to take pieces of a candy bar. So yeah. they start kind of sharing the candy bar. So what he d- realizes after... Uh, she walks away is that he never he actually had the candy bar that he purchased in his pocket so he's been eating hers yeah which i'm telling you it's like one of those like things like that always seem so trivial so small but i mean they that's what you know those are the best stories are the ones that you share with your kids your grandkids everybody going yeah, forward it's, it's all about the small moments it's not and that's what i loved about it it, was, it wasn't like a big grand gesture no or like nothing like the these were two people that instinctually found each other somewhat attractive because they were stealing glances and they found a way to communicate without talking because they were just laughing off that he's she's taking his candy bar and they just played it off and then for, like fast forward he has the candy bar he's like oh i took it you like i got the wrong one or whatever and gave her he was an artist graphic designer he was yeah he's kind of a designer yeah yeah so he gave her a drawing and and the thing about this movie, and, and I think you just touched on it a little bit in the beginning, that it does cover, it brings a lot, it was, it brings a lot of discussions internally regarding immortality, mortality, family, death, uh, transitioning, passing on, uh, moving forward. And it, it, that movie, that movie left me like sitting for another hour just thinking about everything in context. Because I, I, I had to sit back and, like, if I was in his place or 
the the emotional journey and the mental journey he had to go through to accepting what's what's inevitable for him but of letting go it um it made me question a lot just because as much as i understood the purpose and the and the, the the nobility of what he did in the sense of you know having basically his ability to be with his family or not even that he like had this thing where he wanted to just continue living like it wasn't an um his his pro, his question in and in everything that he did wasn't about like prolonging his life no that was not like you know it had nothing to do with his career it had nothing to do with anything that he felt unresolved you know like what i found too is that you know most people would have these senses of regret that they want to change and they want to they want to be able to rectify none of that was apparent none of that was like part of the story he wasn't yeah. He wasn't trying to right or wrong, or you know, like get a goal that he didn't be he didn't eat it further get before, or you know, it wasn't it wasn't. Um, it was. And you get that from some movies that when when the protagonist feels knows that their time is coming, so they're trying to achieve what whatever they can as their ultimate goal. But his was like, I just want to be with my family. It's not that even that he wanted to be with his family. He just wanted his family. To have, still have him, to not go yeah. through the pain of losing him, and you know, and that's the part that I was just interesting because again, it wasn't um, it wasn't a selfish move in a sense. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm, I'm gonna kind of explain myself, but like he wasn't trying to like again. He wasn't trying to to rectify things in his life. They didn't show regret in any part of his life. He actually lived. He in his mind, in the way it was, it was exactly where he wanted. He had no regrets at yeah. that point. You know, he has a beautiful wife, a beautiful child. He, for him, he achieved everything he wanted because he had this beautiful family already. But obviously everything, the the choice of doing this was for the purpose of his wife and for the purpose of his child. Yeah. Um. So in that sense, it was selfish. Self, it was not, it was not selfish for what he did. However, the other part that got me, the other part that really just tore me up inside was, you know, dying alone. Yeah. Because I mean, ultimately speaking, by him doing this, he is dying alone. Yeah. I mean, he is. Um, he's not gonna have his family around him to to hold his hand. He's not his family to cry over his himself, his body. You know, while he's here dying and suffering, his family will not even know he had passed away. So it's, I feel like in a small way, and I know this is kind of weird. It just feels like. I mean, I, I know, like, taking away that, you know, basically taking away that, that pain from the family is a good thing. Yeah. But sometimes, in some ways, I, I also think it's a it's a bad thing. Because, I mean, I don't know, it's, like, because they showed, let's say, in the movie, they showed how his wife, uh, his wife lost her twin brother. Yes. And that process that basically broke her and she had to rebuild herself and everything. Like yeah, she, she was, she was, like, locked up for a year. Or cooped up in a room for almost a, a little bit over a year, about a year, and and that alone, he even said it like that. He felt that she probably abandoned them. He felt he felt slightly abandoned. His his his. I don't want. Well, his name is Jack, but let's. I guess 
his Jack, Jack was uh, the, clone. The, the clone. So we'll call yeah. the clone. The clone said it, and because what's what's beautiful about this movie is that the normally when when there's a clone or something of a, a, a replicated version of you, they they know what's best and try to step over you. But he knew what's best, but in the sense of like, I understand where you're going through and I'm with you on this journey. And, and there was moments that you like, he, they're fighting and then he cared about him. Like he had like a moment that he was, a, he was a, having a seizure attack and he, his face, Marshall Lee killed it in this movie. Like he, this movie, I'm going to say, say now it's one of my best hidden gems of 2021. Top, top five right now. Hidden gems. It's crazy because this is the second. I've never really sat down and watched a lot of Apple TV movies. Apple TV is fucking killing it. But it's just weird. They're, they, they're quietly killing it. That's yeah. the thing that gills me. Is literally this is like a just a quiet movie. Like, I mean, you don't you don't hear a lot of buzz. I mean, you hear very, very nuanced people, the people that are really looking for good movies talking about it. But otherwise, it's not like something you hear often. And it's funny because I would have never known unless... It was freaking um, um, TikTok. It, it, no, 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 not just this movie, but the last movie we watched, Coda. I, I probably would have never heard it if it didn't win an award or something like. I wasn't nominated. Yeah, it just felt like one of those things where it's like it could have just quietly disappeared, and I would have been deprived. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna start digging into what, what Apple TV does because they, they killed it with Coda, they killed it with the Swan Song. They're killing it with Ted Lasso. There's so much. The mo- foundation it, is so good. There's just so Severance much money, though. It's weird. It's it's just crazy because they're not cheaply made. It's not this is a good story and good acting. No, they're yeah. This movie was production. The cinematography was chef's kiss, bro. This no, it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous movie. I always um, I love the way they depicted the the futuristic version of this movie because they yeah. they did it very nuanced. They didn't try to oversaturate. You know, this is the future. It's a believable, believable future. Correct. They did That's it more it with was. design. Um, they did it more with you know very simple technology that could, I can we can all see like the only thing that, in the future. Yeah, the only thing that was so futuristic that they had on screen was the car because it was self driving, and we already have self driving cars now, pretty well, much. And it, and the idea that self driving cars once a self driving car is like completely becomes normalized. Yeah. That it would just be approachable taxis. Like, yeah. I find it, I mean, I just, real quick, I don't know why I just thought about that. Um, do you remember the movie Hot Tub Time Machine Part 2? Yes. And that was that, that's when I first saw the idea where it's like, I mean, they had these little self-driving mini cars or whatever, but, yeah. but in that world, there was no such thing as people driving themselves. Uh-huh. It was just self-driving cars that would just drive you wherever you need to go. And I'm like. Now that I'm seeing things like that, especially this movie kind of taking that um, into heart, you start thinking like, yeah, why, why would in the future, like, why wouldn't it just be that normal thing where it's just it's it's gonna be, it's gonna get normalized? It's just that the fear of people getting to under accepting that concept. But we continue. Let's, yes, we're I drifting. <laughs> let's get like literally one of my favorite lines. Um. So yeah, it was uh, like that. Uh, the going back <laughs> to the original thought process was if. I understood the feeling, and I probably would have made the same choice, but it does feel like, like, it was a heavy choice. It's, but it's a heavy choice in the sense of like I feel like they deprive. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but you, like, I feel like they deprived him of 
of that of like the last moments the last moments with his family because then you see you see how his death will be when when you saw um aquafina's death in the movie yeah and you start thinking about it like and then and then again it's the other part that gets me is that like okay let's say let's say god forbid you know let's say they find out in the future that all this comes out somehow and they find the future that he was a clone or that he is a clone yeah and then they realize that the real that the the original died and but died alone died without them oh she would the wife it would be devastating that's what i'm saying yeah. it's like so i guess the the movie basically made me question this one thing can something good come from a lie and i'm not talking about logistically yes him being there for his kids and logistic you know and helping them grow up and all that so logistically yes this makes perfect sense it's it seems like a an honorable mention an honorable thing to do yes all that's yeah fine but i guess more in just the sense of um i don't know about morality or just is uh, is can you really achieve something beautiful from the from this from action. a lie from this action from a lie or from a lie because ultimately regardless of how we look at it it's a lie <sighs> because he didn't, you know, he died and nobody will ever know that he died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His family will never know. His, his, you know, his kids will never, like, you know, and not even him now. Yeah. His clone will never know, will never basically be able to appreciate his. What he, he was given. The life that he was given, the death that, that came from it. Like, all these little things that happened to us are. are I like how they closed that. What do you mean? That's when, the, oh, well. Sorry, Continue, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, I love that they closed that, that. Hey, when she went and going back to because Aquafina, Glenn Close killed it too. Yeah. And when Glenn Close, there's a scene and Glenn Close goes, "All right, it's been two weeks. This morning, he is what's his name? Carl? Officially, um, uh, something Tucker or is it Tucker? Um, yeah, Cameron. Cameron, yeah. Cameron Tucker, and he'll never know about this. Turner, sorry, Glenn Turner. I'm like, he'll Cameron never know Tuck- about this. Oh, sorry, Cameron Turner. Yes. So he was like, he'll never know about this or the facility or anything. So even if it comes out, the clone itself will never know that it's, he's really a clone. Yeah, you'll never know. So then even if it comes out in the future, she's like, what are you talking? I don't know. Like, I've been here this whole time. Unless something is leaked. But in your question, can something beautiful come out of a lie? That is. That falls into a lot of. I don't know. It's just. It's. I. I'm. I'm trying to see how I can answer. I feel it. like truth is. I mean, truth is never beautiful. It's truth just, is never beautiful. But it's. I, I feel like someone like it's. It's needed. And yeah. Again, it's not that I wouldn't have made a different decision. I mean, if I had a family and I had a somebody I loved like that, and I I didn't want to deprive them of myself. I I, I thought about that. Like yeah, I know, if, you're if, in that situation now, so it's like... I'm like, I have my wife, I have my one-year-old, and I'm like, if... Forbid, God forbid that, let's say two years from now, like, this technology is out, and I come down with a terminal illness, what I... What, what I play with the idea of that? Because, you know I mean? I, I don't know, and... I... I think... I think he was in a... He was... He was in a position because he she he knew how she took it with her twin brother dying 
And then she even said that it was a re- like a flashback scene. She's like, she will never be able to come back from wherever she's at if he passed away. So I think he was like, he had to lie for the safety and health of her and her son. I think that was ultimately he was like, I want the, I want them to be in a better place. And then like, if I die, I know that she's going to go so dark into a place that maybe she'll never recover. And then it's going to affect the child that they're having her son ultimately. You know I mean? So I'm like, this would be the better option. It sucks that I won't be able to, cause I'm there and I'm not going to be able to be there and I have to be alone and I have to leave them with somebody that, Ultimately is me, but is not truly me because you have this sense of what, like once you're like, I guess you have this sense of pride and I'm like protection. You're like a protector of the family. Cause he was having nightmares that, that his clone was not him. Like he was having dreams that he was, there was a scene that he, he had a nightmare that they were his at clone dinner. was angry and yeah, was, very you know. aggressive and, and, and not the person that he is. And there's going to be that person living with this family. That's, that's ultimately basically what this movie questions aside from all those things is how to identify yourself as yourself as a person. Because, I mean, is this simply your memories? It's like, I don't know. That's that's the part that gets me. It's like, I mean, obviously, like, we're, we're all searching for the answer of who we are in general. Yeah. And, you know, what makes us who we are, especially, you know, the soul, the memory, you know. And it's... it's it's a question we probably will never answer in a lifetime. However, it's one that we'll continue asking, which is, yeah. who are we specifically? Like, are we our memories? Are we, you know, like... We're a combination then, of a lot of things. Which I, I did like the fact that, I mean, in this one, they kind of showed... Because, like, they, they showed that they were both the same person. They didn't really... Because the thing is, ultimately, the the clone... In my head, I'm like, the clone should have been way more... Um, had more of an instinct to to live. Yeah, like more aggressive, and, and I think that's how you know, um, um, Cameron felt like he felt like every time he tried to convince him this is the right thing to do, that he was just trying to live. Yeah. So you would think that he would have attacked him, would have had, would would have done all these these aggressive nature just to be like, no, I need to live, like fighting to live, but he didn't do that any of those. No, because he understood. And that's a perfect, beautiful thing about it, that he understood where the original Cameron is at emotionally, mentally, physically. He understood everything because he had every moment. He had all the memories. Of he loved the, himself. He, he loved, loved him. He himself. cared for himself and he loved that. He Yeah, he loved himself. But it was more of not. It was beyond love because he. He knew that. The love that I'm trying to put it into words because I'm trying to explain it and I'm like rumbling in my head. So, um, this there was a scene that um, he was getting sick and um, Jack the clone was like he's not ready to go. Like he's he he wants him to go, but he knows he's not ready. And but the face of concern, he like. I I'm I'm caring for this person. I'm I want it's like he wants him to live, to be there for his family, but he knows he can't be there. So he, Jack knows that he has to step in, but also the times he's not taking it so aggressively that he's like I'm gonna beat you to it. 
and I love what what I I enjoyed about this movie, and think looking back at it and thinking about it was usually you find a villain in in something like this. There's there's has to be like some type of bad guy or some type of antagonist, like. You would, because uh, coming into you, like, all right, he's going to have this this emotional turmoil, but then you're like, you could question, like, is Glenn Close's character, is, 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 uh, is the ends justified the means? Meaning, is she going to do whatever she can to, to make sure her experiment goes through thoroughly to the end without consideration of Cameron's feelings and thoughts and choices? And what I loved about it is that she had to make tough choices, but she made choices that one was ultimately like hard, like hard love, like tough love. She was like, we had to put him in there. We had to send him because she's going to start questioning his wife It's like you, you weren't able to do it and we need, and I love that. I'm like, oh, nobody's a bad guy. Nobody's a villain in this movie. Everybody oh. has their purpose. And one thing that sold me on that was, was um the what was his name their their assistant Lightfoot Lightfoot from uh, the Indian the really? cupboard yeah Indian yeah. the cupboard he um he was uh objecting to sending Jack back and she's like listen we need us do it and it's in a contract like if it comes to it that he can't handle it or if he's physically unable to then we have to send them in and she goes but I will note it. I will note it that you objected to my decision. So now she's like, oh, she's going by the books. So she's like not trying to go over anybody's head or like dismiss anybody and their their objections to that. And I think I loved, I don't know what it is. I, I, I think it was like, I, I, I don't know. I, I instinctually, when I think anything futuristic or anybody that it has control over somebody else's life is ultimately is some capacity of villain in it. Because that's what I've seen trending in most movies that I've seen. Yeah. And this wasn't it at all. Everybody played the role the way they needed to play it. Oh, sorry. Just a correction. I mean, I don't know. I swear his name was Lightfoot. But I can't answer this. It's, his name is Adam Beach. Adam Beach. Yeah. I swear his name was like. But anyway, continue. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> um, I get what you're saying. It's, and the thing is, good movies are like that. The, movie, the good movies don't really make. Because, like, you know, I noticed I was watching movies, like, uh, back, I think, maybe, like, 90s or 80s. The villain's always super apparent. The villain's always super oh, they're very over the top, heavy-handed, right? Like to the point. I mean, some of the, obviously this wasn't this wasn't that kind of a cheesy movie, but like yeah. seeing movies like movies where the villain literally is a like, stroking a spider or something, you know, something like ridiculous to show that. But no, in real movies, villain is more nuanced, and this one's definitely more nuanced. But there's no villains in this one. But um, and I like the fact that they created a little bit of trauma because that little bit of conflict, just because it kind of. Put you in tension, especially when he showed up at the house. Yeah. Because it's like, he really was fearful, but he's obviously, because ultimately it's difficult for him to see that this guy is him. Yeah. He can't see that. It's difficult because the thing about it, we're an individual, we're, we're who we are. So it's almost we're like. We're one of one until you know that there's a clone of you and then you're, you're not. But that's what I'm saying. How hard would it be to accept that somebody else is you? Um, or living your life. But I did like. My favorite part of the whole movie was the response that, um, in a sense, Jack gave him when he saw him. Because he, when he walked in the room, he Cameron jumped up, looked at him like they were about to fight. Because obviously, you know, in this case, Jack should be threatened by by Cameron because he's threatening his existence. Yeah. 
Because by him being there and them finding out, you know, all these different things, it could just ruin everything. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't come in aggressively. He didn't come in at all. He came in like, like he was himself. He was. He was compassionate for himself. He was completely. He told him, "Is like do what you need to do," because he knows he was in that 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 situation. You know, like like a couple of weeks ago, which is, I'm about to die. I'm gonna die in this. You know, like, so he knows how it must feel to be on that verge of death. And what he would want to say and do with his family. So he's like, dude, I, I get it. Yeah. And I want you to do it. And he just let him do it. Really, like, oh, I love that scene. Because was, he had compassion for himself. His, and I think that's the word I was looking for, compassion. Yeah. That he had, that Jack had for Cameron. But it was such a sad movie, man. <sighs> it was It was just. It a, was beautifully sad. It was beautifully sad. That's perfectly said on that. It's You go through this emotional roller coaster but you don't have no highs that's the crazy thing you just have these there there's this moment and and i cried about it it was there was this moment that um uh that jack is already at the house and um they're in bed with his wife a poppy and she's laying on him reading a book and then she goes into this thing about like i heard you bumped your head and this is what you told me. And she goes, I don't know what I would do with myself if you passed away and all these things. And like, I'm getting emotional. She's like, I love you. And I, I, I can't, I can't be without you. I can't see my life without you and all these things. And then cuts, which is the best part. They cut to the, to the back to the facility, but just has an open lake for like 10 seconds, maybe like eight. And that just was like, you hear that, and then you go to the scene that you have to breathe that in. You have to take, there's no other characters for you to focus on. There's no other dialogue. It's just you and your thoughts about what you just heard and how you're taking it internally and applying it to your life and your loved ones. Like if you had a, if I had that discussion with my mom, my wife, my brother, you, like if we ever had that, that conversation, I'm like, fuck. I'm going to tear it up because of that. It was a very like um sorry guys if we're crying kinda. No, it's a very, <laughs> very like I said, it's a beautifully sad movie and I mean it just puts you every it puts a lot in perspective. Like you know, okay, so let me ask you a question. Alright. So we've seen a lot of material, not just this movie, but a lot of material where about life prolonging itself, right? Yes. Um obviously in this one you're creating a, a clone of yourself to continue living. But it, that person, in all aspects of, of the argument, the person is you. And then you think about a movie, a TV show like Upload, where you can, or, or, or the singularity, where you basically get your consciousness onto some kind of digital device, put all your thought processes, all your, 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 your mental processes, your memories, everything's, essentially your whole persona is put into a virtual world. So like a mental avatar, pretty much. In a sense, right? Yeah. So all these different options, in a sense, to prolong your life after death, in a sense for your family not to necessarily lose you. Mm-hmm. If you had a choice in each one, which would you pick? Ooh. Um. And all right, so the, my pick, because at this, because the difference between, and the difference I would have to discuss 
between like Swan Tongue and let's say upload is Swan Tongue is a singular decision. I'm making the decision, doing the procedure, nobody else knows what happens, and then my clone lives on. The idea of upload, I would have to discuss it with my family, being that are we all doing it? Because then I don't want to digitally upload myself or my ment or my uh mental avatar to this cloud or this late place if i if i'm able if i leave before my family and then have to wait there for them to arrive and then if they do then we have the rest of eternity or the rest until everything dies out in the in the real world that digital is no longer viable or whatever it is and that's a choice that i would have to be make as a group that would that would be the only thing because if we're all on the same page if my wife goes like yes i'm going to upload with you like the day I pass or if the moments right before I pass, I will choose to upload. They'll upload me to wherever you're at and we'll be there together forever. But in the other sense is like I I'm choosing to do this as a as a singular choice, no discussion with anybody else. So it would be difficult. I would prefer if it was a preference, I would prefer to upload because then I could I could even though it's I'm not in the physical realm, I do have the ability to be with my loved ones in a certain place in the, in a digital world, in the metaverse, per se. Uh, but the other one is that I am in a choo- I'm choosing to die alone, and leave with those memories that I have left to myself with nothing continuing afterwards. You know, what I was thinking about was, what would you choose? I would. I would choose the swan song, but I would, this is the only difference I would like. I mean, I know it's not probably may not work, you know, whatever. I would want it to be, I wouldn't want it to wake up until I'm gone. I want it to be, I want it to feel at least more like my consciousness was transferred rather than it being replaced. Cause I feel like the, the line itself is that, there was a copy made of you. But okay. if you sell it in the way of we're going to transfer your con- your thoughts, Con- memories, and consciousness to an exact clone of who you are, in that sense, you know, and you basically, your consciousness will not transfer over or he won't wake up until you no longer wake up. Okay. Then it's a complete transfer, so you don't feel like you're being replaced because, or... You don't oh, die alone. Oh, I get what you're saying. I at, just, I, I, at the moment of death, the other one wakes up. Yes, because I feel like, at least in that sense, I feel like that is something somebody can, like, let's say if I was to tell my wife, she can accept that. I feel like it's easier for her to accept. I just, I, I guess my biggest problem with the whole thing is is that the lie. And I guess that's my thing is, is I, I, I honestly, for the most part, like to be honest. Or I feel that there's something in, in honesty that's, it's necessary. Yeah. So in that sense, it's the same truth just told differently so that the feelings that you're afraid of encountering when uh, when you tell somebody about the clone thing, it can kind of be avoided. You know what I'm saying? It's the okay. same truth told differently. Okay. I don't know. I just, I, that, that again, the whole Swan Song thing, I completely agree with, and, and I could see myself doing it if I was put in the same position yeah. The only thing that's really hard for me to live with or understand is, just, or not understand, just live with is the lie. 
Yeah. Because I feel like, I get it. I completely understand. I get it. It's just, I just, I'm like, I feel like I'm like Roshak in that sense. Like I just, the lie is just something that's difficult to live with, accept, or just to leave alone. But anyways, right. the movie was beautiful, shot yes. beautifully, acted beautifully. <laughs> um, the fact that most more people don't know about this movie is is just a travesty. It's really bad. Yeah, it could. Be more people should watch movies like this because this movie like this should be made. I mean, I, I'm all for everything that we've watched. I'm all for the action, the the comedy, the 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 superheroes and everything like that. I like all that. I want all those to exist. But man. I want more beautiful movies and more movies telling interesting stories as well. Yeah. So, um, okay. Um, you already kind of told me your favorite quote. Yeah, but I'll say it. <laughs> Go ahead, can say it. It was uh, it was this moment that um, Cameron is seeing. Already said goodbye to his uh, son, and then he goes to Poppy, leaves in bed with her, and and she's like, "What's going on?" He and, and they have this moment that he's like, "I've drifted." And that was all he said. And she completely understood because she she also drifted herself when she went to this state of depression. And and she knew that that drove him away, but not in the sense, not even in the sense of like emotion, because he was there for her. He loved her like as much as much as she was going through. He was there, even though she he felt that she was pushing away mentally or physically. But then I also take it to different levels like I'm drifted or I, I drifted or meaning that I, I chose something to push away. I'm pushing myself away. I drifted like I, I did something without really like telling her what she did, what he's doing in the, in the process of what he's doing. So I took that into both con- both contexts. So I was like, that was beautiful because you're telling something that's irrelevant to how you're emotionally were. And two, you're taking into, con- you, you're basically telling her that you did an action that's literally pushing you away from them physically. I got you. Um, well, obviously my, like I've already kind of mentioned what I, what my favorite line was and it wasn't really the line. The line wasn't clever or anything. It's just, it said so much and not just on one instance, which is when uh, the clone Jack walked into the room and saw that Cameron was in the house um, while they were sleeping and he snuck in and he's looking through his stuff. And instead of approaching it in any kind of aggressive way, all he told him in the quietest, simplest way is like, do what you have to do. Yep. That's a lot. Again, that that's more, that's so much compassion for who he is. Cause obviously that's, that's a separate part of himself, but that is still him. Um, to say, also think about it. I mean, just to say that you have to have a lot of. Think about it. It's it's. Can you imagine how afraid that Jack must be in that instance? Yeah. Because again, he got second a second reprieve. He got a second chance at life, because he's now in this body that doesn't have the disease, and he has every memory of Cameron, and he is himself believe that he's Cameron he has his family here he has everything he wants at his hands and his fingertips and the only thing still threatening that is his old self yeah he could have approached that in a thousand other ways more aggressively definitely than that but he understood enough to know what he was going through before he was told that he was the clone and gave him enough compassion to know that he needed to say goodbye yeah 
So yes, my favorite line. So um, before we give the ratings, yeah, um, I got to dive into like why the name Swan Song. So I don't know. Do really? you know the, you you know the meaning of a swan song? Yeah. What? It's usually associated with your kind of like your goodbye song. Yeah. So a swan song is a final performance or of an actor, singer, composer, yeah. poet, or like. But according to folklores, and I read this and it was crazy, was that swans sing most beautifully before they die. Hence, the phrase is coming used to describe somebody leaving in style. So I didn't know the background, but I did know. I know the swan song. It's, used, it's, it's, it's your swan song. It's your, your it's final a, performance. Like your you said. final performance. But this, and, and, the, and, 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 and I was like, I knew kind of like that, but then when I delved deeper, I'm like, where did it come from? Where it originated from? And it yeah. was like, it's a folklore, a Greek folklore, I think it was. Uh, yeah, a Greek folklore that says that right before swans would die, they'll sing their, a beautiful song right before death. And now thinking about that, I'm like, fuck. It was tragic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's give this, let's give Swan Song on Apple Plus a Nikki rating. Honestly, I, I, you, you've, heard, you've heard me talk about this. I do not, I do not see myself being able to give this under a five star. Five oh, Nikki's. I give it a five Nikki's also. I mean, maybe it's just because of the emotion aspect, how much, how it hit me, but. It just, it just yeah. really was such a beautiful movie that I really can't see any judgment on it. Like, I really was completely just blown away. Yeah. So, Crazy. five Nickies. Five Nickies for Swan Song, which is going to lead us into next week's movie, which uh, uh, will be Duel, which comes up with the same concept. This one is a female, uh, I guess, young adult female finds out that she's about to die. And she does the same process that creates a clone of herself to live the rest of her life as her. However, but, however she finds out that she's not going to die. So they can't have two of the same people living in the same world in the same space. So they're given one year to train and they will fight to the death in a duel. And the movie's called Duel and we'll be reviewing it next week. So same concept, different approach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at from my mom's garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week, guys. All right.